Yesterday we had one question that uh, could be maybe meaningful for our reflection and meditation this morning. And then I will read it about concentration. How to relax and settle the mind into stillness and peace by focus by focusing which requires energy to sharpen it. Is it not a contradiction in itself, bearing the risk of the mind getting tight and narrow, rather than malleable and spacious? So technically the word focus in the dictionary has given is giving uh, ten types of definition. Two of them are to adjust the vision to see something clearly. Another one is adjust the lens for a clear image. In these two quotations, we have the word adjust. So what are we adjusting? What in regard to what? We are adjusting the mind, the body, the observation in regard to what is being observed. That's all. First of all, also, we have to remember that the distance <coughs> we may have or we may need in relation to the object can vary according to the condition. The adjustment in regard to the observation refers mostly to the quality of the mind that is observing. It refers to our faculties, the ways, the way they are balanced within each other. The quality by which the mind is put together. What is the quality of our attention? Do we need to focus? 
what is the object that we are choosing or what is the object that we are not choosing and that is coming into our mind. How do we adjust with these objects? First of all, the distance is necessary. Then we see to which extent the mind needs to be sharpened or a little bit more relaxed. There is a story in the Buddha's time, and I think it was the dialogue of the Buddha together with his physician. And then they spoke about the training they had when they were giving the medical training for young students in medicine, and then about surgery. So even in these days, surgery was available but not like nowadays, not so refined. So they were doing that with a scalpel, with a very sharp little knife. However, before they start to do it on a living body or a body itself, they will practice. And the way they will practice is that uh, the teacher or sometimes the student will go close to a pound and then find some lotus leaves and then with his scalpel the lotus the lotus leaf is just a floating you see just floating on the on the lake so with the scalpel uh, with the knife with the you know the, the, the that type of knife he will cut the leaf uh, in such a fashion that it will be perfectly cut. So, if there is too much effort, then the leaf will sink. If there is not uh, enough effort, then also the leaf will not be cut properly. So, the right amount of effort at the right place is the precision that is needed for a surgeon to do a good operation. This is very delicate. Which type of balance does the person need to have in order to do that? The person needs to be very calm physically. Also, the posture on which he will stand or sit to do the operation also needs to be very stable. The movement of the, the, the hands also needs to be very precise. What is managing that whole process 
is the mind. So the mind has to be very concentrated, very attentive, very clear, not distracted. So can we arrive to that type of quality in our meditation? If we need to focus, what is the focus referring to? Also, what are we looking at? So, the idea of effort or the factor of effort needs to be combined with mindfulness and also understanding. So we understand very clearly what we are doing in our meditation, for which purpose. Then the mindfulness is there to remind us how we should approach the meditation. And then the effort itself will be balanced according to the situation. So understanding mindfulness and efforts are three important factors to be kept in mind all the time. So we can let go, but we never let go of mindfulness and wisdom. Effort also is always there, very balanced. This principle applies to the practice of Samatha meditation and also to the practice of Vipassana meditation. Yesterday we have seen, or I suggested that you may try to be aware of your posture. Some people also like to do some scanning of the body. Some people also simply like to relax body parts. Some people also prefer just to stabilize and strengthen their mind on one object of concentration. It's all up to us. What do we need now? But also, what are we doing? What are we understanding? What are we developing with this meditation?
So if you like, for example, scanning the body, if you like, hmm, then as yesterday, or the way you like to do it, you just do it. You just relax any area you like to feel, or you feel that is on balance, you put your, your attention there, and then you see what you are feeling. What are the tension? Are the only physical tensions? Are the tensions related to the mind, to the tension of the mind? So the body will tell us somehow also the situation of the mind. We can learn like that. But if our attention is very focused, very close to the object of the body, what are we seeing? What are we experiencing? What are we experiencing? We are experiencing the five aggregates and one or the other is going to be predominant. So we can experience the energy of the physical body, the four elements, all these characteristics of heat and heaviness and all that that is related to the physical elements. This is one aggregate materiality. In the same situation, we can observe or the sensation, the feeling can be more predominant. So anywhere we put our attention in a specific area, the feeling is going to be predominant. Feeling of comfort, of pleasure, or discomfort, uneasiness, pain, tension, all these things can also be classified as a feeling. Everywhere in the body we are feeling something. This is Vedana. Connected also with contact, passa. So passa and Vedana are very difficult to separate. They come together like the other aggregates, but there is a lot of subtleties in these two. Sometimes they cannot be differentiated. Nevertheless, here we see that as the feeling tone, the aggregate of Vedana. Sometimes also just by moving the attention in the body, then we know consciousness. Consciousness is knowing. We know what we experience in these sense doors, through these sense doors. So, vijnana, the aggregate of consciousness, is going to, to be predominant. Sometimes also the way we perceive what we are experiencing, the way we note, the way we remember things, 
the way we label things, this is the aggregate of perception. Sanya. And then the wanting to do, the volition, the will, it can also be seen, it can also be experienced within our own body. All that comes together with that volition, the aggregate of sankara. So at times our observation can be dominated or can be uh, given, can be giving some importance to one of these five aggregates. But eventually also we are able to see their dynamic, how they interact with each other. How the perception influences the Vedana. How the Vedana influences the perception. How my will, my volition, is also influencing the rest of the mental body and also all, all, all these aspects of the mind is influencing the body. The aggregate of mind, the aggregate of body, matter. When the observation is very sharp, then also what we perceive is just a very fast rising and passing away of phenomena. So we are very close to the process. And then everything is just passing away, passing away, rising and passing away. Everything dissolves as soon as we look at it. There is no solidity, no solidity of body, no solidity also of mind. The mind as well is just arising and passing away without interruption. By practice also we will see that how oh, we can balance the two aspects of uh, concentration and also the aspect of insight. So sometimes we need more concentration or calm, tranquility. Sometimes also we need more insight or the insights are going to be predominant. So those two things, those two approaches or modes can balance each other and then we see what we need at which time.
just a small quote from the text that may inspire us or not. Let not a person revive the past or on the future build his hopes. For the past has been left behind and the future has not been reached. Instead, with insight, let him see each presently arisen state. Let him know that and be sure of it, invincibly, unshakably. Today the effort must be made. Tomorrow death may come, who knows? No bargain with mortality can keep him and his hordes away. But one who dwells thus ardently, relentlessly, by day, by night, it is he, the peaceful sage, has said, who has won fortunate time.